BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what we try to do on Money Making Conversations. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. My next guest, Carla Hall, is born in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm a Houston Texan boy, so she's kind of south to me. <laughs> Carla Hall grew up surrounded by soul food. So did I. Six sisters, two brothers. Okay. When time came for her, so you know, soul food was all over my house. When the time came for her to select her career path, she first opted for a business route. She graduated from Howard University's business school and worked as an accountant for two years before deciding to switch gears to work as a runway model. Today, she is a trained chef, another major shift, who has worked in several professional restaurant kitchens in and around the Washington, D.C. area and is an accomplished television personality and author. She is on the show today to talk about the Food Network's Holiday Baking Championship, where Carla is a judge. It is currently airing November through December on the Food Network. And we also be discussing Carla's new podcast, Say Yes. It airs weekly that she has launched in mid-September. Now, the table is set. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Carla Hall. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Carla, hey, Carla, I, I, I set the table, didn't I? Did I not set the table? Did you I set the table. I was like, wow, I saw myself coming to the double doors, <laughs> looking at all of the food on the table, and then the, uh, my seat awaited for me. I was like, wow. No, 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 no. The seat was being pulled out for you. 
Because you're all <laughs> yeah, lady. You're all lady. And you're going to be eased into the table. And now we're going to talk about your life a little bit, what you're doing currently. But more importantly, you know, on Money Making Conversations, I, I always talk about people about not allowing fear to stop your dreams. And then also not being shifted in one direction because you're told that's where you should go. Because my degree is in mathematics. So when you said your degree uh-huh. is in, 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 in you, know, you still worked as an accountant, I worked at IBM. And so, but so when I decided to pursue a career as a stand-up comedian, people looked at me like, what? That doesn't make any sense to me. So let's talk about the early years when you went to Howard and why you chose to go to Howard. And then when you went into the professional world as an accountant. Well, you know, a, a lot of people may or may not be surprised. I, accounting wasn't my first choice. Right. I wanted to do theater. So I, um, I, from 12 to 17, I did theater. I thought that's what I was going to do. And then I didn't get into the one school that I wanted to go to, which was Boston University. And at that point, my sister was going to Howard. One of her friends was going to Howard. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll major in accounting because I like my accounting teacher and I'll go to Howard because that's where my sister's going. I didn't put a lot of thought into it. Right. And, um, so later on, I, so when I was in accounting, I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> you know, I had. Uh, Why didn't you like it? it? Why I, didn't you like it? You know, what, 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 you know I, and it's so funny that you asked that because I was saying I don't like it, but people weren't saying, why don't you like it? They were like, you have a good job. Right. They weren't even asking me if I liked it. And, and I'm like, but I can't wake up and do this un- until I am 40 and beyond. And that was my biggest fear. I, I felt like I was dying creatively. I felt like I wasn't, I was, I was really down going to work and stressed. And I was, I felt like this can't be what my life is supposed to be about. And, um, I was afraid not of leaving my job, but I was afraid of being 40 and hating my job and becoming like the status quo person who's just working to get a paycheck. That was my biggest fear. And, and, and so the runway model, cause you mentioned about theater, you mentioned, uh, going mm-hmm. to Howard, you wanted to go to the Boston university, but you mentioned nothing about being a model, but you said theater. Well, How did that pop off? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I did the fashion shows at Howard. And if anybody's been to the homecoming or the, uh, like the spring fashion show or the homecoming fashion show, the fashion shows were a big thing. And I, and I did them at the, in my senior year at Howard. And so when I moved to Tampa, Florida and I was working at Price Waterhouse, um, you know, I met these girls who were modeling. They were like, do you model? I'm like, well, I've modeled in school and it became a way to meet people. So that's what I started doing when I was in Tampa, Florida. When I said I hated my job, these girls were moving to Paris. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Don't leave me here. So I, <laughs> I'm not staying here. So not in I Tampa. Not in Tampa. To, right, not in Tampa. Um, <laughs> sorry, Tampa. Um, but I decided to leave. And that became that became my journey of what I knew I didn't want to do and what I eventually wanted to do. And modeling wasn't the thing that I wanted to do. It was just a bridge. And so I was open to what was on the other side. Okay, cool. Let's let's track her life so far, team. She really wanted to be theater between 12 and 17. She went to Howard. Her sister went to Howard. She uh, 
got a degree in business school at Howard, and then she got a career in accounting at Pricewaterhouse, and she got into modeling, and then the option of Tampa versus Paris, Paris won. Okay, as simple <laughs> as that. Okay. Now, now we're about to make that other shift. Food, because she hadn't mentioned that at all. See, yeah. I, I love her storytelling, because you know you, you have to do research on Carla, because otherwise she'd be about these little nuggets, and she'll make a transition on you. You go, okay, okay, modeling. Okay, you said theater earlier. Well, you know, I was just hanging out and just uh, you know, doing doing Howard, doing a homecoming. You know, I do modeling here and there. You know, then we now see. I love talking to gifted people, because gifted people they take everything for granted. Okay, well, what's the problem? I can sing. Why, why, why shouldn't I have a CD? Why, I can rap. Why shouldn't I have a rap album? Because you're gifted. Okay, so now she, listen to this gifted person. 2017 theater, couldn't get in Boston, so she got in Howard. And Howard's not a not an easy school to get into as well. It's in business school. So she didn't go there just hanging out. She went to business school. And Howard, if anybody knows about HBCUs, one of the top colleges, the top, I would say, HBCU in the country. Okay, now, so now... She's in Paris, I guess, you know, because she's telling this story. I'm just interrupting her. She's talking. Where did the food come I in? Love how, I love your recap. I love your recap. Um, so the food came in and a lot of people like it's It's an oxymoron. Models and food. Um, right. When I was there. Thin And I food. love to eat. See, right. food it's, is not associated with skinny people. You know, it's a thin. That's what you do. Models. You don't even think about food. And that's what I'm saying. You're so funny. Your your bio and I, uh, it was so much information being sent to me. I was like, wow. Food. Now she's a model. Tell us a story, Carla. So when I went there, I didn't know. I had 10 words of French. I had one telephone number of a friend of a friend of a friend who knew my mom. Right. And so when I got there, I didn't call her probably for the first week that I was there. And um, and I remember going to a patisserie and ordering a croissant. I mean, at the time, I didn't eat ham. And I was like, un croissant du, du, un croissant du beurre, s'il vous plaît. And the woman was like, uh-uh, un croissant du beurre. I was like, un croissant du beurre, s'il vous plaît. Uh-uh, un croissant du beurre. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to starve here. I'm going to be able to, to like speak the language to get the food. And so I'm like, Hamel! That's funny. That's funny. And so I, I could say ham. So I could <laughs> <laughs> a ham sandwich. <laughs> so that that was my first entree into Paris. And I was staying in um, uh, a room that it was a four four story climb up. I couldn't even stand up. I'm six feet tall. Right. The, the ceiling was at an angle, so I couldn't even really stand up in the, uh, in the room. But so eventually I met this, I met this woman who was, um, um, oh my God, Rosalind Johnson. Oh my God, my, my really good friend, Rosalind Johnson. And all of the models would go to this woman's house named Elaine Evans, who was from Memphis, Tennessee, and she would have these brunches. And I, it was incredible. It was like the Sunday supper at my grandmother's house. Right. It was amazing. And all of these American models, most of whom were black, mm -hmm. they were making macaroni and cheese. And, and if they found the turnip tops, they would do turnip greens and buffalo wings. And I was like, what? Oh, we, we, this is all. We had like, like back at right. home, mm -hmm. you know, you know, Sunday supper. And so they were all talking about, well, my mother does macaroni like this. or my mother does it like this. And I realized I had no idea. 
I had no idea how the macaroni and cheese was made. I didn't cook. Um, and I started going to the American bookstore and buying cookbooks because I had time. Right. And I wanted to contribute to the Sunday suppers. And so I started making soups. I started doing quick breads. I, I was just buying cookbooks and I just, I just kept doing it. And that became this way that I would thank people for letting me, um, live on their couch. Cause once I moved out of the, um, out of the, uh, pensione, I started staying with people and cooking became a way, uh, to show gratitude. Right. You know, Paris, first of all, is one of my favorite cities. If you ever get a chance to go to Paris, please go. They have a large, uh, I say, uh, African-American community, uh, there, a lot uh-huh. of, especially during the war, a lot of people noticed a lot of the black military men stayed there because they felt that it wasn't a racist environment that they were living in. And so uh, so if you go there, it's just a really cool place. Great food, great atmosphere. But more importantly, it fits your personality because I know Paris and because you, you have a big personality caller. And that's a compliment because of the fact that, <laughs> you know, you know, now I understand the theater background because your eyes are so lively. And so your eyes tell <laughs> such a great story when you speak and when you when, when you talk about food. Now, now I kind of understand who you are a little bit more because I like she is so big and she you, you command the room and all that comes from the fact that you know theater background modeling you lived in Paris and you just a, a person who really is loves a food that you kind of you you're a self-taught chef I'm assuming then right well I was self-taught up until 30 and then after having my own um lunch delivery service which started as a fluke uh, and I did that for five years then I went to culinary school I went to culinary school at 30 wow so again, the recap, y'all. Okay, we do a recap on call. Okay. Twitter to 17. Go ahead and do the recap. Recap. You know, recap. She's a beautiful person. Beautiful person. Twitter to 17 Theater. Went to Howard. Really wanted to go to Boston, but wound up going to Harvard because her sister went there. You know, did some some kind of modeling and so I'm gonna say the word, some kind of modeling in Howard University. But went down to Tampa, had some friends who were modeling. They wanted to go to Paris. She said, Hey, you're not leaving me across Waterhouse. I'm gonna follow y'all to Paris. Went to Paris, hung out was doing very successful jobs on the runway, but she's six feet tall. In the room she lived in, she had to walk around as an angle because she angle because she was too tall. So she moved to she was she moved out and she was living on sofas. So she learned how to cook from a cookbook. Then at the age of 30, she made another transition, culinary school. Now she's officially a chef in a way because she's learned. She has degrees. She she can tell people like me, I'm not an official. I can just cook. I can just bake, but nothing official tied to my name. So now, my friend, <laughs> you come into my life on Chew. That's when I first recognized you as a talent, recognized you as a person that I love, recognized you as a person that when I watch you, I couldn't take my eyes off of you. So now we're moving even fast forward. And I actually met you at the uh, Circle of Sisters in New York. City. I was up there. Yes, doing that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, you was up there doing. You know, you was on the big stage. You know, cause she's a star. See, stars get the big stage. You know, I'm here. That's coming. That's coming. That's coming. I'm in the back. Rashawn over here. I got some sweet potato pies over here. If y'all want to look at them. That's coming. That's coming. That's coming. <laughs> oh, I started on the. Don't don't get it twisted. I started on the little stage at the table. You know, and they're like, can I be up in there? <laughs> and so, so now we move forward to the Food Network, and I'm watching you. You know, and first of all, I'm watching the promos and you have these, we're talking about the Halloween baking championship and before we get to the holiday and the holiday starts on November 9th and uh, on the Food Network. Okay. Uh, now you have all these costumes. Talk about the costumes and the amount of time wow. it took to prepare for these different costumes on the holiday the, baking championship. The, 
I have to tell you, Sean, that the the team, they the wardrobe, makeup and hair, it is so fantastic. And they will say, okay, these are the costumes because they, they design the costumes around the themes of the show. But when we get there, uh, the host and I, we have a lot of input, like how to embellish and how to make that costume our own. And a lot of times it becomes uh, integrating my glasses and then integrating uh, something about my hair. But, oh, my God, it, they are talented. They are talented. So this year, because I was the host, I didn't have the three hours to really get into hair and makeup and the costume like I normally would. So Jackie Megiddo, who does my makeup, she was having to do my makeup in like 45 minutes. Right. Which was fast for her. And also because of COVID. So we were filming this in August, which we were one of the first productions to go back to work post-COVID. And so they didn't want us to be, it was like outside, masks, shield, you know, with the makeup artist. And so they didn't want us to be around people so intimately like we would normally would be. And so that, that also added another element of uh, just speed to, to the costumes. But I love, I have to tell you that Halloween Bacon Championship has almost enlightened and made me more excited about Halloween, but my Halloween is always in July or August. And so when we get to October, people are like, what are you going to dress up? Yeah, I love you. I love your costumes. I'm like, oh no, I already did that. Right. I'm on to like, <laughs> I'm on to spring now. <laughs> well, you know, the thing I love about it, this is what I loved about the, you hosting the show. It, it kind of matched your career in a sense. You know, it was theatrical. Uh -huh. You got to be big. You got to model. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to model. And then you had to, it was yeah. food. And and so it was, it was it was like a journey from the age of 12 going through your, your through your you know, mid-20s to when you went to culinary school at the age of 30. This, you're now, that show to me is like living your life of what you Oh, when, when people look back, you are you so right. You are so, I loved it. And I know I miss John Hanson. Everybody miss John Hanson, but I had so much fun. I was like, I was pinching myself every night. I would go back to my room. Like, I can't believe I get to do this. I can't believe I get to do this. I'm having so much fun. And I, and I just kept saying, I hope the audience will accept me having fun this year, you know, because people yes. don't like change and I get it, but I had, so much fun. You were fantastic. You were fantastic. And the and the, and the, the thing about it, this show is it's a little bit different from the most. Here's a known fact: the most watched videos on social media are food videos, recipe videos. Those uh -huh. are people yep. love food on social media, YouTube channels. They love it. Now, watching this show is a little bit different because it's almost craft. You're watching designers. You, The food is yeah. important, but the design and the layout. Now, this 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 show came down to three people, Aaron, uh, Renee, and uh, uh, Sanai, uh, Sanai, 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 Sanai. And, um, and mm -hmm. so I was stunned by the winner. I know. 
Talk to us about that a little Go bit, ahead. you know. It's already it's already aired, you know, but I was actually stunned by the winner because see, what 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 I learned about the show, it's not about what you've done up to that point, it's your final meal. That's what I that was my takeaway. Your final dessert, yeah. your final take. Yeah. So so that what was so stunning because I had you know, I, I was operating on a, you know, uh, uh, on a on a journey. I was operating with done this, done this, done this. Whoop butt here, whoop butt, whoop butt. She she got it, she got it. But you guys went no. Talk to me about how I, you guys I, came to that decision on based on a body of work versus a single dessert. You, we we don't do a body of work. It, it's not cumulative. It has to be because you have to be able to give that person like Aaron hadn't really won. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Aaron has to be able to come in and do and have the possibility of winning just like Renee and Sinai. So it has to be that challenge. And I, I'm going to tell you, we went back and forth, but Sinai's cake. Oh, so good. It was, it was the kind of cake that when you tasted it, it melted in your mouth and I, everything, the texture, the flavors, it was so perfect. And it is so hard to, but then Renee has these beautiful creations oh when God. you look at her work. Oh my God. The upside down cake was mm. fantastic. Mm. It was fantastic. And so what we were also, and then Aaron, Aaron, Aaron had a beautiful cake too. Right. And the layers and the flavors. And I think that Aaron grew so much as a uh, a baker in the show and getting out of his head and, and really allowing himself to express and to execute um, design-wise what was in his head and matching it with his flavors. But Sanai's cake, it was so delicious. It was, and so one of the things that we that we really like to say to the audience in the day and age of, of Instagram, where everything is visual, right? that trust us that we are here tasting it. And I'm not saying that Renee's cake was bad. It wasn't, it was, it was, it was good. It, it was good. The nice cake was great. Perfect. That's what, that's what, that's what Stephanie said. Perfect. This is perfect. Yeah. And so when I, I mean, went, so, was, so, so that was the stunner for Rashawn McDonald. I, I was stunner. But now yeah. we start the holiday baking championship, which starts November 2nd, which is a Monday, yes. uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, 8, 8 p.m. Central. Tell us about that. You are a judge. You are, are a host on the uh, the Halloween uh, baking championship. On the holiday mm -hmm. baking championship, you are a judge. Tell us about what to expect. Come on now. Every Monday, y'all. So this is Every Monday. Every Monday. This is my first time actually being on the Holiday Baking Championship. This is my first time working with Nancy Fuller and Duff Goldman, and which was fantastic. And it's hosted by Jesse Palmer. We had such a great time. I had the best time, first of all, with Nancy. I feel like we are the same people. We look completely different. <laughs> but, you know... She, we are twins and it, it, it was, it was crazy. We, it was like a play date. First of all, when you want us to have fun, because once we're having fun in the background, the fun will continue um, in the show. $25,000, right? Wow. Yes. Yep. $25,000. 
And so, and let, let me ask you, let me ask you this, Carla, about, about, about mm-hmm. you and baking and judging, because, you know, I, I felt a little, you know, you, you, you're, you're interested, you know, you want to be fair, but you don't want to be harsh. That's what is my takeaway yeah. when I watch these shows with you, because, you know, some of these judges can be downright just, you know, whatever. Would, you know, but these people have to go home. They have to live a life. And you guys are all stars. You know, you guys are the top of the top of the food chain when you're giving your opinions. So but I, my takeaway from you when I watch you on these shows is like you 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 listen to what other judges say sometimes. I'm not saying this is just Rashawn watching you and you go, uh-huh. you, it's almost they go, that was a little too hard. Let me let me, let me just say it a little bit different. And 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 give these people some spirit when they go back to the <laughs> back into the kitchen. Am I reading you right? You are reading me completely right. I mean, I competed on Top Chef. I've been in their shoes, so because I have been in their shoes, I uh, I learned so much from being a competitor, and I learned from the judges. And and so the one thing that I my takeaway was I may never be in front of the judges again. So I'm going to try to learn as much as I can during this experience. And so as a judge, I want to be constructive. I don't want to break your spirit. I want to build you up, but I also want to give you enough to learn so that when you come back, you take my feedback, you add that feedback to your to whatever you're doing and you come back stronger and better. If this is the last time you see me, then you go home to your business or whatever. And you take this feedback to, to get better. Right. And you do a great job at it. And I'm talking to Carla Hall. You know, we just wrapped up talking about her career, which is ongoing. She's amazing. We talked about the, the Halloween Baking Championship. But now we're talking about the Halloween Holiday Baking Championship, which starts Monday. It airs on the Food Network, 9 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, my man, Jesse Palmer, if you watch ESPN Sports, you always see him on college uh, highlights. He was the first bachelor. Uh, he, was, he was on the bachelor NFL quarterback. He's a really, really great personality. Duff Goldman is also on the show, Nancy Fuller, and Carla Hall. Carla, when you do these shows, and as me as a viewer, what do you what do you want us to take away from it? I know it's entertainment and it's watching amazing uh, uh, a competition from a food perspective. What's what's our takeaway? Well, what, one of the things that I try to do for the home bakers and people who do who want to listen to us and also get feedback and what they can do at home, I try to describe not only what I'm tasting and the flavors that I'm tasting so that they can think of, oh, I wouldn't, I would not have, I would never have thought about those flavors going together. I also like to talk about technique so that they can understand um, some of the techniques that they can use to do some of these creations. I have to tell you though, and back to talking about Sanai and Renee and Aaron, in this show, we saw a lot of crazy delicious, I mean, delicious, delicious dishes, but they were not lookers. I got to tell you, <laughs> we, we saw you, it's going to be an about face. I got to tell you, we saw a lot of uh, like, ooh, oh my God, that does, I don't want that. I don't want to eat that. And like, oh my gosh, that's delicious. Right. Like, we saw a lot of ugly, delicious things. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I, I, I don't, I, I, 
I want to talk about some of the things that is dear to your heart. It's your podcast that you launched in mid-September. Uh, say yes. And the reason I say that because, you know, when I, when I look at the description of it, it's similar to some of the, I'm not saying it's a negative or anything. I just know that when you when you meet somebody who has a similar passion, a similar desire to make people, uh, uh, uplift people with information, uh, that's what your podcast is all about because it shares. And to me, the reason it works, and that's why I took the time for people who know you only as a chef to hear your story. Because your story is about pivoting your story is about uh -huh. when you see an opportunity you go for it and, and you're not and you're not uh stopping yourself or limiting yourself and so many people do that and basically that's the story behind why you launched say yes correct correct so my mantra is say yes adventure follows then growth and sometimes the hardest thing is to say yes to something that is the unknown because the unknown is your adventure. And once you go through that, that adventure, then you're going to grow and then you move on to the other, the next yes. And so what I wanted people to get out of this podcast is that a lot of celebrities, when, when you think that my life began on Top Chef or my life began on The Chew, there were so many other things that happened to me that formed this person who was on The Chew or the person that you see on television. And a lot of times people don't think about that. And so what I hope that people do is look at their lives and look at the tough times, the times that, that they're being built for something greater. And so if you, you, but you're only going to get to that greatness if you keep pushing forward and saying yes, because we're all here for a reason. Most people never get to that reason because they are afraid or they're too safe and they want everything to be really easy. But if, if you say yes and take a chance on yourself, and if you know that the universe is so much smarter than we are, that to put you in a position to grow, then you will get there. You know, um, she's a chef. She's a TV personality, author, motivational speaker. But more importantly, she's Carla Hall because she bet on herself. And when I when I when I go through her bio when I, the interview I've just had with her, my biggest takeaway is trusting yourself and saying yes, because you all know, Carla, we'll hear the word no a lot more than we will hear the word yes. And so we have to push through the no's to get the yes. And that's a testament to who you are. And I just want to thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. You know, I was always a fan and now I'm a bigger oh. fan and I'm going to support you uh, with, with on my social media. You know, I got like a million followers. I got a fan club, over 90,000 fan club members. I'm going to post that. So always know with Rashawn McDonald, my platform is your platform. Okay. Oh, thank you. This has been so refreshing. And just to hear your, <laughs> your recap of my life, I'm like, wow, you know what? I did that. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm just saying is that, you know, just to hear from me, you know, the, sometimes people, and we, we know, you're, I'm telling you, this is your personality. It's very similar to mine, is that you're not a, a person who sits around bragging or looking at a trophy and, and saying, this is what I've done. And you, you move on to the next step. And sometimes that's good and bad because that means you're always competing. You're always driving to the next opportunity and you tend to forget your story. And that's why I love that you created this podcast because you're going to slow down and you're going to do exactly what happened to me. Carly, you're going to find out how many people you've affected in such a positive way over the years that it's going to bring you to tears sometimes because you are a special young lady. Don't change. And God has put you on this earth and you're doing the gifts that he gave you to make people's lives better. So don't change. Okay. Oh, 
Thank you. Can I tell you one quick thing that I said yes to? Not this, this is how my this is how the calls are with my mother. She you think she's saying goodbye and then she starts over again. Uh-huh. But um, <laughs> I I said yes to Sherry Shepard. That's and my girl. It's doing comedy mm-hmm. with Kim. Um, oh my God, Kim. Kim Whitley. Oh my God. Kim Whitley. Mm-hmm. So I did, I did a stand up. I thought Sherry was inviting me to her show mm-hmm. and I didn't read the text. She was inviting me to actually perform and they were so amazing and warm and, and encouraging because when you, when you were saying about stand up, it is one of the hardest things you could possibly do. And it, you are so vulnerable being on stage by yourself and looking at a bunch of people saying to you, make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, that, that has got to be one of the most character building things ever. So my hat goes off to you. Thank you. And um, <laughs> yes. My friend, my hat goes off to you. And like I said, Cheryl Shepard, a good friend of mine, Kim Whitley, uh, I, I gave her first acting opportunity back on uh, Parenthood when I cast her as a clown. We always joke about that. So I know the impact <laughs> that I've had on people's lives. And I'm just letting you know that as you go into this podcast, you start to peel back the layers of your life. You'll start to realize the people you impacted at Howard, the people you impacted when you was at Pricewaterhouse, the people you impacted when you went to Paris, the people you impacted when you went to culinary school, the people you impacted when you was at restaurants, the people you impacted who watch you on Chew, the people you impact on a daily basis when they watch you on repeats of the Food Network or current episodes of the Food Network. You are an impactful young lady. Don't change. You're, you're a Southern girl. You got that. You went to D.C. You know about that. You, you, you 100% of who you are is built on what people made you to be. And that's from great parents and the people who loved you. Don't change. Thank you. <laughs> Carlos, I, 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 this is really interesting. He's, 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 I just love talking to this guy. He's cool. <laughs> really? Seriously? Thank you. Good. Thank you so much. We, we'll talk soon. You're, I'm a fan. We'll talk soon. Okay, Carla? We'll talk soon. Yes. And I'll t- t- tell your staff to give me some videos, some uh, banners, so I can promote all your things, especially the podcast. Say yes, especially your, your okay. upcoming banners, so I can promote. So your 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 social media, and then I become my social media. Okay, it's about it's oh, all about you, girl. You. It's all about you. Okay. Thank you. All right, big timer. We talk soon. Bye-bye, Carla okay. Hall. Okay, talk soon. Mm-hmm. Bye. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.